Hey, what's going on? It's Taryn Killam, proud LOXA alumni and former SNL cast member. I'm here on the Man Cave Chronicles with Elias, uh, and we're going to have a good chat. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. You idiot. I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Karen, welcome to the cave. Thank you for having me, Elias. Happy to be here. Thank you for uh, joining me today to talk about the fifth annual Future Stars Gala, Loxa. Like we talked about, uh, you're an alumni, you're a host this year. I recently had Melina on as a guest also. But exciting time for you, my friend. I know you're excited about this event. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I so appreciate you taking the time. Um, Loxa is, uh, that's the acronym for the LA County High School of the Arts, which is where I graduated from. Um, and it's, it's one of a, a few LA County public arts high schools. So there's an arts focus, but it's, but it's a public school. So there's no tuition. It's completely free. Uh, and, and kids from all over the County and, and even outside of the County, I think technically have the option to audition if you're in a performing arts or submit a portfolio, if you're a visual artist. Um, and, and if you get selected, you get this, the, you know, top tier. I, I honestly think it's since been like in the last four or five years ranked the number one national public arts education in the country. Yeah. It's, uh, do you remember your audition when you went in? I, I do. I do. And this is uh, because this is the man cave. I'm going to give you just the most like <laughs> dumb man, <laughs> but <laughs> honest reason for why I decided to go to Loxa. Um, this, it was not my opinion or, or not my line of thinking by the time I left it, but I remember the audition and there, and they had like students who were already going there, kind of like walk you in. And then there were, there were students you're auditioning with. Mm. And when I went, there was one girl named Amanda Moreno, who was a year older than me, who was like, I was like, this girl is beautiful. She, oh my God, I was so nervous, so intimidated. She walked me and she's like, here's the breakdown of Loxa. Here's how it works. And the, the first half of the day is academics. Second half is arts. I'll take you to the waiting room. And when I got there, there's an even more beautiful girl in there who was auditioning and her name was Shelly Birdsong. And so like I, I auditioned, I, you know, months later I got in, I was living in Big Bear, California at the time. And my mom told me like, hey, you got into the school. If you want to go, you get another month of summer because because mm -hmm. Loxa does, you know, starts in September. But Big Bear had what, what was called like year round school, like track school. And, and she's like, and if you stay in Big Bear, you go to school next week. And so in my dumb man brain, I was like, first of all, there are some of the cutest girls I've ever seen in my life at Loxa. And <laughs> I get another month off of school for the summer. I'm going to Loxa. So shamefully, like none of, none of my decision to go was, was, you know, part of it was art based and that I love mm. performing and I definitely want to pursue that as a career. Um, but, but I was a dumb brain guy who's just like cute girls and more time off. I'm in. <laughs> and, and the fun wrap up to that story is that Shelly Birdsong ended up being my prom date. Nice. Do you, uh, do you remember, what did you, what did you do for the audition? You had to do like a classical piece and a contemporary okay. piece. Um, 
I forget the classical piece. I forget. I, I, I'm sure it was some Shakespeare monologue, something or other. Um, and then my contemporary piece was from a play. My, my dad actually picked it for me. This is from a play called Look Homeward Angel. Mm. Um, and I played like a young man talking to a girl about his big dreams kind of thing. Now, uh, when I had Molina on last week, uh, she was mentioning, like, I think last year she said this was virtual, correct? Yeah. You heard about the pandemic? Something like that. I don't know. Something. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, 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 yeah. That affected us, too. That affected <laughs> us, too. Yeah. So, it was all so, online. Um, a few years ago, uh, they had me host, and we, and we did one live. I don't know if that was the last one. I think they did one after that, and then, and then yeah, everything shut down. Yeah. Well, yeah, my question was, uh, well, I guess you've uh, – hosted this before like what do you like as a host what do you prepare to do for the people that attend yeah for well the the so the future arts gala is great it's a fundraiser because again locks is a public public school so you know aside from the stipend they get from the government um everything else is is kind of out of pocket for for the families and and at times the faculty so Future Arts Gala is great because it raises these extra finances for specialty programs and for, you know, travel. A lot of, a lot of kids come from, from mm. pretty far away. We had kids when I went there that would like commute in from Las Vegas. And then wow. my first year I was in Big Bear, but I, could, I stayed with my grandmother in Long Beach. Um, but to answer your question, Future Arts Gala is just kind of a fun fundraiser. And the time I hosted before and this time, you know, my job as MC is to kind of just just keep it entertaining and keep it going because really what what the heart of the gala and the heart of the the show are these student demonstrations that they'll be doing all night each um each focus or each department will have stu current students do some sort of demonstration so when you arrive there's obviously tons of visual arts created by students who, who are on the visual arts program mm -hmm. but then um they have musicians who will be playing you know in in, in various bands their, their jazz band has always kind of been award-winning. Uh, they always traveled. They always played like the Playboy Jazz Festival, which was a big deal and would like win or get honorable mentions. The theater department will do a performance. Now they have a film and television department, which they didn't have when I was there. But um, yeah, so so it's that that's kind of, you, you, you feel grateful to people who are in attendance and you feel especially grateful for people who have who are able to and who are generous enough to donate and help support public arts education specifically LOXA um, but really it's the students who do all the work because you know you can't help but see 14 15 year old to 18 year old kids with extraordinary talent um, and not be moved to to help create more of that because I think it makes the world a better place the question is now have you been asked by a student to perform with them Thursday night Oh, uh, no, no, not yet. Not yet. No one, no one wants, I'm, I'm over the hill. You oh, know what on. I mean? My time has come. <laughs> not what's yet, the, but I'd, I'd be honored. What's the best memory you have attending? School? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, like what's, what's tricky is coming in as, uh, as a 15 year old kid, even knowing that I love performing, you're still a 15 year old kid. Right. So at the time I didn't really have the appreciation for the sort of the caliber of education that I, I was being exposed to. Um, so like what, what at the time felt silly and weird, like Suzuki Japanese body movement training and, and animal studies and, you know, scene breakdowns of, of Greek classics and, um, 
has only I've, my appreciation has only grown with time and with experience and and mm. traveling the world and working professionally and realizing what a head start Loxa gave me, you know? So, so, you know, there's productions that I love doing there. Um, we did a show called dancing at Lunasa, uh, which is like an, an, an Irish Welsh play. And that was directed by my favorite teacher and kind, kind of my number, the number one mentor in my life, Norman Cohen. And he, he was just the best. Cause like, he was one of those teachers who didn't treat you like kids. You know what I mean? He treated, treated you like an equal, um, and he just had like a wicked sense of humor. He, he, he taught, he taught a Friday elective course about stand up, which was kind of like the first like comedy official training I ever received. Um, so yeah, so there's all that stuff. And then, and then, you know, you're high school kids. So there's just the yeah. fun of like, of being, being at a high school surrounded by people who have a shared passion, but come from all over the place mm. who, who you otherwise would never have crossed paths with. So you said 15, you're attending the school. What, like you knew this is what you want to do. What made you get into this? Like the entertainment industry, comedy, everything you've done so far. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, I'm sort of dyed in the wool. Like I've got artistic entertaining parents. Like my, my father growing up loved doing theater and, and, and performing. And my mother is still a, a, a working musician um, and loves that. So it was, it was always around. Hmm but I'm one of five kids. And, and I think whatever that inherent, you know, it factor or, or just bug really more than anything uh, that, that bites you, I, I had it. And I just was, I just loved doing characters. I was a good mimic. I I'm, I'm fairly musical. I, um, and I would, I was able to go into a room and not shy, shy away, you know, to kind of hold my own. So, I started auditioning. My mom kind of uh, curated this this path for me and 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 my younger siblings to like get a commercial agent and go and audition. And the two younger ones were immediately like, "This is awful. This stinks. I don't want to do it." But but I was able to hang with it. So it was around. It was like and and it and it's been in these weird weird chunks, Elias, where like the commercial auditioning and then eventually going away from it. But then school plays came into the fold and that was like my favorite social thing to do. And then, and then this locks opportunity and like some, some movie film TV stuff in between. And then, and then by the time I graduated from Loxa, I'd certainly take it on as my own passion. And, and I went to college as a musical theater major actually at UCLA. And during that freshman year, just as a fluke, like on a whim, got an audition for Mad TV for the sketch show Mad TV. Yeah, I remember that. And kept auditioning, and and they liked me, and they were willing to sort of like suffer my inexperience, but but channel my energy, and that's what kind of put me in into the comedy, you know, on the on the path to comedy greatness. Um, so yeah, so it's, but it all it honestly like where my real professional journey began was at LOXA, was at LOXA of understanding a discipline and a craft and a process and defining that for myself. Um, so that's why I'm always so happy to, to jump back in and support any way I can. That's awesome. Like when you, when you like meet fans or even like friends of friends and they ask you, they want to get, they want to start in the industry or they want to like learn, do you 
remind him where you went to school just to give him an idea, try to go for it to see what happens? Yeah. I mean, if, if they have kids, uh, certainly friends, peers, associates who, um, who have kids at that age that, yeah. that are, they're like, how do we get them jump started? Locke says, uh, you know, definitely at the top of the list of recommendations. Um, I mean, my, my general advice always is just like, do it and, and, and learn, like do it and always try to get better because if you, if you do it for the love of doing it and not, not with sort of an expectation or a goal in mind, yeah. you're going to have a much happier experience. Uh, Andrew Chappelle is your co-host, correct? Yeah. So Andrew and I met doing Hamilton in New York okay. and then found out we had this shared connection where we both went to Loxa. He's, he's younger than I am. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm the Danny Glover to his Mel Gibson. Although you see that meme online, right? Are, comparisons are appropriate, but you get the you know the dynamic. I did I'm notice, too old for this shit. He's young and talented. You did just turn forty because I saw, I went on your Instagram and I saw every day you're posting pictures. How many days before forty of those yeah. funny pictures along with it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I get. I have what I, I've I've come to define as generic white man face. And I am uh, tagged on a weekly basis of like, this person looks like Taryn Killam. And sometimes it's very accurate. And sometimes it hurts my feelings a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I decided to do the top 10 Taryn lookalikes in the countdown to 40. How does it feel being 40? I'm going to be 45 in July. Are you? I, I mean, I, I will say like, I feel like I've earned 40. I look back on the first 40 years and I go like, yeah, I like I like that. I like I'll take that story. Um, we had like for our actual birthday party, we did what's called a silent disco. Have you do you know this? No, I never heard, heard of that this? one. No. So you put on headphones, and then the headphones have three different channels. So there's okay. three different playlists, and you can switch the button to channel one, two, or three. And it was a four-hour dance party where it was just like a hundred people dancing for four hours. And there was no better indicator of turning 40 than how horribly my knees hurt the next day. <laughs> I just, I was out of commission and I, and I was like, I danced four hours straight with joy. I didn't do anything crazy. Mm. And my body's saying, I hope that you enjoyed that. Cause it's probably the last time you should do that. <laughs> so is there a, well, Melina was mentioned to me that you guys are working on a project now together too, right? You and Andrew. Are you writing something? Oh, exactly. Yes, me and Andrew. Yeah. Yes. So Andrew wrote a, a, a hilarious short film for him to star in. And he very uh, kindly asked me if I would direct it. So hosting the gala this time kind of came about because Andrew is like calling in every favor for locations mm. and reached out to Lois Hunter, who who's the head of the theater department currently, and said, hey, can we shoot? Taryn and I are working together. Can we shoot at Locks? And she said, yes, if you host this gala. <laughs> so we're, like, we're like all right that feels fair that feels like a you scratch our back we'll scratch yours so so that's how it came about but yeah we're gonna be filming it uh we're doing like a five-day shoot at the end of may and it's really funny and i'm really really excited about it even if you didn't get that you would have hosted the you would have hosted the yeah, gala sure. no matter if what. they asked of course of course so uh, you mentioned earlier you know you were while you were going to college that's when you started auditioning for mad tv when did the groundlings happen so very, uh, they're very closely connected. My year on Mad TV was thrilling and exciting and overwhelming because I'd never really, you know, I hadn't done sort of the due diligence yeah. of going through training and 
or doing touring shows or what have you. But everybody that I loved and respected who I worked with on Mad TV, like a vast majority had come from the Groundlings Theater. And and Michael McDonald and Michael Hitchcock um, both invited me to see uh, like an improv show there, the gas show, which is the Thursday show. And my mind was blown. It was like the funniest, craziest, bravest, but also most terrifying thing I'd ever seen. Like they're just making it up. Um, So once my time on Matt TV was done, uh, me and two of the people I was, I was living with at the time said like, Hey, we should do a basic class, right? Just to like know what it's actually, what it takes and what it's all about. Um, And that was two friends from UCLA, Kyle Kennedy and Nassim Padrad, who ended up being on SNL. She got cast the year before I did. Um, and, and just immediately, it was like, it was the most fun thing I'd ever done because, you know, at the level one at Groundlings, you're just with people who either like want to make people laugh or enjoy laughing or are willing to be laughed at. And, and it's just silliness and dumb and vulnerable, but, but exciting. And so it kind of just, it, it just sort of snowballed. It just was the thing that I, that I fortunately was allowed to keep doing and, and wanted to keep doing. And, and then by the time I'd made it into the Sunday company, it was sort of like a five-year process, five, six-year process. Yeah. That's where SNL came and, and, and saw me. That's awesome. Now I've had a, have you gone back to like, you know, like those surprise guests where they show up and they perform again? Have you done that a few times? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I just, uh, last Thursday just did the gash that same mm. show that I was brought to at like 19 years old and terrified me wow. is now like my favorite thing to do. I just <laughs> did it last week. So the people that I've had on the show before I was telling you before we went on the air, Matt cook, Alex Bonifer and uh, awesome. Josh Banday. Have you oh, worked amazing. with, have you worked with them? So Matt the did the show with me. Matt cook was in the gas show with me just, okay. just last week. And then, and then, yeah, I, I know the other two, I have, I don't know that I've ever performed, um with either with either with alex or um who's the, who's the third one you said uh, josh Bande. Josh, josh yeah josh um josh maybe josh um i feel like i've done either like uh like a friday late show with josh or something but um i don't know if alex and i have overlapped but but mm-hmm. all very very funny people now you've, you've had a successful career we're talking about mad tv snl you've done tv uh one of my favorite characters that you've done is actually Scrubs. I love Scrubs. Oh, amazing. Awesome. So it's like, what's been like your favorite role that you've done on TV or film um, to this day where it still sticks out? Yeah. Geez. I mean, you know, the beautiful thing about SNL personally for me is that like, that was my dream job for most of my adult life and, and the show that, kind of shaped me and, and, and defined my sensibilities, my taste level, you know? Um, so just being a part of it is, will always be one of the greatest professional honors of my life. And then, and then to go into detail, you know, there's, there was a lot of characters that, that I enjoyed doing. I was there for six years. So, um, got to do a lot of stuff, but, but, um, in terms of just absolute enjoyment, um, getting to play King George in Hamilton on Broadway, that in that I felt like a contest winner. I literally was like, I don't know why they said yes to this. I feel so grateful every day. It's the most like loving environment. Like the cast is so proud to be a part of this show. The audience is losing their minds for you. So Mm. yeah, that, that was a big, big, big highlight. 
Would you ever do it again, Broadway? In a second. In a second. Yeah. Do you have a show? No, I wish I did. I'll tell you, let's go. Let's go do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's next for you now? Like any other projects you're allowed to tell us about? Um, yeah, I'm going to shoot a movie this summer in, in Europe, in, in like Hungary and Slovakia, which is exciting. Um, sort and it's a thriller. It's not, not a comedy. So that, that feels like a, a, a fresh challenge for me, which has me yeah. like nervous, but excited. And then I just sold a TV show to, to Amazon's free channel. They, they call it freebie now. It used to be, right, yeah. um, so yeah, so we're 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 just starting to write that, and and that I I'm pretty excited about that one. Now, is is your plan to try to star in that, or just be behind the scenes? Yeah, it would be for me to star. It'd be sort of it's a sort of romantic comedy. Mm. Um, that yeah, if if they like the the scripts that they've hired us to write enough, hopefully they'll let us make. I was told to ask you, when are you going to do a show with your lovely wife? Uh, any second. I mean, Kobe and I have actually fortunately been lucky enough to kind of work together a few times. So like when she was doing how I met your mother, they gave me yeah, a, a really sweet that. recurring role on that. Yeah. Um, she and I got to do arrested development together. We played like, we played like mini series versions of Lucille and George senior. And we did that together. That was crazy. We both were in an episode of the Simpsons together which was insane. And then, and then doing, going back to theater, it always goes back to theater for me. Mm -hmm. But when I started doing Hamilton, she found out she was going to be doing a Noel Coward play literally two blocks away. Wow. And we had this like beautiful two month window of our lives where we were both doing theater in New York every Wednesday and Saturday, which had a matinee and a night show, like two show days is what they're called. We had like a built-in date, you know, mm. in between. It, was, it was a magical, magical time. But in terms of like a full series, again, do you have a show for that? I'll, I'll start writing something. You got to start writing. You got to create I'll content. You up. The streamers are hungry for content. Right. I know. There's so many streamers now. You have a, you so have many a platforms. Per, what's your favorite platform? You I look spend like a, a Disney, lot of time on like, Hulu. I spend a lot of time on Hulu, but I also go to HBO Max a lot. Right. Then with the family, we split our time between Netflix and Disney Plus. Right. That's what it you feels know, like in my household. When the kids are awake, it's always Disney Plus. When they go to bed, I'm going back to Netflix. Or uh, I, you know, what I actually like is Paramount Plus lately. I've heard this. So, so there's maybe my favorite reality show is is an MTV reality show called The Challenge. It's called The Challenge now, but at one time it was called Road Rules, and then The Road Rules Real World Challenge, and then mm. they, anyway, there's a new season coming out in May, and that's why I'm what I'm movie. here to promote today is. <laughs> Season three, the challenge all stars May on Paramount Plus. We're gonna see you in the background. You somehow got on there. You just, just brought cheering. you around. Just, just yeah. Uh Tara, lastly, how can the listeners and the viewers find you on uh, social media to keep up with you? On Twitter, it's just my name at Taryn Killam. On Instagram, I'm Tarzan Nozi spelled out. And everybody always is confused by that. They think it's Tarzan Oz or whatever. But it's how I tell people to spell my name. It's Tarzan Nozy. Tara, this is great. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Let's for get me. you back on again. To promote some uh, other stuff when you have stuff out there. Freaking write a show, and we'll just we'll be our own sort of synergized machine. 
That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast and our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Thank you.